Hey podcast, this episode was streamed live on LinkedIn on June 26, 2019, featuring John Ragsdale, 25-year healthcare IT executive, CIO, turned startup founder. It was actually on this exact episode that he first announced to the world that he was leaving his role as CIO and going in full-time as the founder of Tap, the app place, which focuses on cleaning up your mess manual efforts and spreadsheets. Uh, I hope you thoroughly enjoyed this one. I know I did. Cool. Welcome to the show, John. Awesome. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah. So, so John, um, I mean, you are 25 years in the business, CIO in healthcare. It's big responsibilities. Uh, I wanted to give you a chance here to to build up some context of of who you are and why you're here on the show today. Nope. Great. So, yeah, I've been in IT a long time, uh, about 25 years. I've been in Atlanta and Charlotte and Baton Rouge and, and here in Dallas, Fort Worth for about eight years. Uh, seen lots of different uh, areas of healthcare. I've got an industrial engineering background, so I've always thought about improving processes and, and then, of course, leveraging technology uh, to do that. Um, been a, a, a CIO here the last 10 years in healthcare, lots of aspects of healthcare, been on the governmental side, on the provider side. Um, been in primary care, been in spine care, senior care, eye care, uh, but uh, but really, uh, you know, 25 years, long time. I'm really excited uh, about a new opportunity and a new company that I've started. Awesome, awesome. So I got to ask, um, this new company you started. We're going to get to that, but. Why on earth did you bring a red toolbox to the show today? Great question. So, you know, I, I like to use the analogy of a, of a toolbox. Tools, now we go to Home Depot and Lowe's and, and buy tools, and we use these tools to build solutions, right? It's, it's, it's not necessarily about the tools, it's about the solution. So when you combine a group of tools, right, you can do some amazing things. So we take the same analogy and we apply it to digital tools, not hardware tools, but I like the analogy. So I've got here my digital tools, right? I can use my keyboard and mouse. But uh, what I like to do in TAP is we really focus on what we call the manual efforts and spreadsheets of clients, right? So what happens in between big systems, larger systems, people create manual efforts and spreadsheets. And we like that analogy, if you, uh, the acronym. If you think about the acronym, manual efforts spreadsheets, M-E-S-S, mess. So we're all about eliminating the mess. And so what we do, we take our tools, right, and we eliminate the mess, right? So what, sp- it, what does that say? It says, what is a mess, right? It's a spreadsheet. <laughs> nice. So I'm gonna take a tool, right, and cut it up right and rip up the mess right i love i love the visualization there that's that's awesome we we, but we don't just stick with one tool right in technology there are lots of tools and so we continually take tools right and we're all about drilling and taking away the mess right that is so much fun to do (laughs) again on a digital level right Wow, I love the fact that, I mean, so guys, uh, John just made a mess for us to clean up here later, but we, we made a mess, he just knocked all these papers on the floor. I mean, the visual, visualization here is, is epic. Um, so what, so, so tell me, what was the, all right, so you're a healthcare CIO, and what happens from like that, from all that journey to like 
to this point where, hey, I'm going to start a startup where we're going to clean up your mess, you as know, you put it. The, the idea behind TAP, uh, the App Place Innovations, right, TAP, um, really has been formed over 25 years. Again, industrial engineering background, I've always wanted to make myself and my teams more efficient, more effective. And so as a result, I've created over the years, uh, I'll call them unscalable uh, digital tools. A script here, a little Microsoft Access application here, nothing that was really scalable, but I always use those uh, tools to make myself and my teams more uh, efficient and effective. Really hard to get dollars uh, for your own tools as a, as a CIO or an IT leader. <clears throat> then about 2013, um, I was uh, a CIO here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, decided to upgrade my tool set. And so I reached out to an offshore developer. We built a, a brand new digital toolbox, a brand new platform that was mobile, web-enabled, and, and it could do some of the same things, but on a scalable level. And so again, we used it very uh, selfishly as, uh, as an internal tool for our IT teams to make uh, ticket processing more effective, to make our project management system more effective. Where our big systems fell short, we complemented those with our digital tools. So great solution, but then I happened to be in the board uh, room with my CEO and they had a business need and I thought, gosh, We've got a digital toolbox. I bet you I can pull tool number one, five, three, right, to the table, and we can solve your mess, right? So their mess was a spreadsheet. It was preferred imaging centers across the DFW Metroplex, and they were trying to share this information to 500 providers across the Metroplex through a spreadsheet, through email, wow. right? Not very effective. And so again, yeah, yeah, <laughs> we reached into the toolbox and created a solution called CareSearch, right? Allowed the physicians, their staff to log in to this app, search by zip, search by city, and pull up on a map the preferred imaging centers, right? It was revolutionary for them. They loved it. They still use it today. And then behind the scenes, we kept the analytics of who was clicking what and where so we can instantly have visibility into what was going on. It was my major first aha moment for TAP, right? Oh, wow, this is really great. This works not only for IT, but also for the business. So that's, that's really fascinating. So you found that gap and this is, this is your, you found that gap in the marketplace, that need in the marketplace. What would you say just in summary, like summing it all up, what, in those scenarios, what were the main business outcomes that were achieved? You know, the main business outcomes were one, <clears throat> they were trying to get information out to a large disparate uh, group of people that really weren't part of the organization, right? And so to do that, again, they were trying to do that through a spreadsheet, but we created a unified solution that was accessible via you know, mobile device, uh, web, and so instantly that information was there. The other big thing that was valuable to this organization was that they were trying to get these physicians to follow a certain playbook, and, and this organization has saved a lot of money in healthcare doing that. 
Um, and, and so they had no visibility into what these physicians were doing, but instantly with this care search app built on the TAP digital toolbox platform, instantly they could see who was doing uh, what, or better yet, who wasn't doing what, and then they could go spend time with that organization, helping them understand why the, the following the playbook was valuable. Wow, all right. So you gave me this uh, extensive, extensive, well, well prepared, well thought out um, <laughs> sheet here, and, and I love it. So um, you, you said you had a second aha moment, right? So what I, was what I was did. that? I did. So so at um, the first organization, I'll say they were a smaller organization, right? Ten, fifteen million dollar organization. So we saw where the platform was very valuable there. Well, I left there uh, and went to a, a larger organization as a CIO in downtown Dallas, uh, a billion dollar organization, 14,000 uh, people at that particular organization, had the same business problems, had the same IT problems. So I decided to rebuild the platform, didn't steal from the previous organization. We rebuilt it, rebranded it, recoded it, but I knew that, that our IT team needed uh, a digital toolbox to be efficient and effective. So we rebuilt it in about six months. And then I went on a, a sales pitch to each division within this particular organization. And there were uh, four or five different divisions, your typical HR, finance, et cetera. And, and I took the digital uh, toolbox and basically stated, right, simple statement, tell me about your manual efforts and spreadsheets. Tell me about your mess, right? Mm -hmm. They're everywhere. Again, we weren't into replacing big systems, but where those big systems fell short where there are gaps, people create manual efforts, right? And spreadsheets, right? And so we are- <laughs> Are you going to do that a bunch? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> okay. we, are all, we are all about replacing those. And so we found one use case after another. And so the biggest use case we found there was a patient marketing situation. So skilled nursing is one step down from a hospital, right? Patients still have medical needs, but they need a place to, uh, to receive care. They were handling skilled nursing, receiving patients there in manual efforts and spreadsheets. 20 different ways, 100 different skilled nursing facilities across Texas, costing hours of time and, 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 and dollars. Within two weeks, using our digital toolbox, we put together a solution for five grand for 100 buildings to perform this process to receive patients and track the patient referrals, right? The biggest ROI we've seen in a TAP solution was this particular solution. The EMR that they had had a similar module that was gonna cost 35 grand a month, Jeez. right? So instead of paying 35 grand a month, we paid 5,000 one time and we replaced that particular mess. So super uh, amazing solution, aha moment number two. Wow, wow, that's <laughs> incredible. Uh, and that leads into aha moment number three. Aha moment number three. So really realized that, okay, this solution, this digital toolbox has some legs. Worked in a, in a small organization, worked in a big organization. The challenge was, right, as a, as a veteran CIO, been in IT a long time, family, you know, whatnot, I realized that how in the world am I gonna sell this? How am I gonna start my own company and market this? 
And so I just happened to be uh, having lunch. This was mid-2017, having lunch with an organization, a, a vendor that I had worked with uh, for a number of years. And they, out of the blue, asked, hey, have you ever thought about marketing or selling that particular solution that you've built the last couple of years? And I thought, wow, aha moment number three. If I could partner with an organization that is already networked, already has credibility in the market, well then that would be a great opportunity for us to launch. And that, a few months later, we launched TAP and, uh, in, in late 17 and built the software and started TAP. So that was AHA moment three and, and really helped us kind of visualize how we could grow this company. Oh, it's incredible, it's incredible. Um, and I, I understand you have, I think we we're gonna save this for later, but. Why not? I understand you, you have a big announcement. Are, are you ready to fulfill that or you want to wait? I, I, I do. No, now's a good time. So again, been IT a long time, healthcare CIO. I've actually made the decision. We, we've, we've built the, the, the software. We've built the organization. We've got a fractional sales team. We've got six solutions, four clients. Things are going well, but we need to grow faster. So I have made the decision actually this week to leave my CIO career and step out into uh, uh, the, the, the wonderful world of entrepreneurship and lead TAP going forward. So effective Monday, this coming up effective Monday. Monday. And when did you when did you make this decision? Well, it's, it's a decision in it, the it making. It builds up, it builds right? up, but when, yes, yeah, I can relate so much to when I decided to leave AT&T, but when, when was like the, the, like the night that you woke up in the morning, you're like, today's, yeah. It, it was earlier this month, right? Yeah. Really just felt the, the urge, the timing was right. Right, I saw where TAP was growing. We've, we've got a couple of really good customers and, and I thought, you know what, I need to be full-time. I've been working at about, you know, I'll say 10 to 15 hours after hours on the weekends, but really just not enough. And so uh, earlier this month, I made that decision. So super excited about it. Wow, wow, man, that's, that's awesome. Congrats, welcome to the, uh, the light side. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the rebellion. Absolutely, right. absolutely. Uh, it's, it's gonna be fun from here on out. It is, well, it I mean, is. not that it wasn't fun before, but no. uh, you know, it's, now there's more challenges. Now you're wearing every hat instead of one. You bet, you bet. I mean, and there are plenty of challenges. The last thing I would say is that I do not have it all figured out. I have a lot of great partners, a lot of great advisors, that uh, have helped me get to this point and that will help me go forward. How, how would you say that um, being a CIO, being in IT, you know, in IT, you know, I've never been exactly in IT, but I'm so close to it. In IT, we, we break everything on purpose so that we can fix it. And I feel like that is a skill set that is just gonna be super powerful in like starting your own company. Any thoughts on that? It is, you know, I think, you know, CIO, the other piece to it is we see the entire business, right? IT supports every department, every staff member, whether they be internal or whether they be external, right? Because everybody uses technology, software, hardware, you name it. And so having that visibility and, and working with business leaders at the, the CEO level, the CFO level, the marketing, you name it, all the departments, um, has been a great experience. And, and so now, you know, as I launch my own company, uh, I, I can see what's needed and, and how to put things together. And again, we've solved business problems in every department, right? And so now applying that um, in my own company and then helping others solve their messes um, is, uh, is super exciting and a great opportunity. Right, wow. So what would you say, you know, just some, some advice for 
the, the general masses out there, maybe uh, the masses that are actually involved in IT or, you know, they're climbing up that ladder still, system admin, all the way up to network <coughs> infrastructure. Um, what would be some words of advice for them you know, as they go about? I, you know, it's a great question. If you, if you want to move up in, in IT, right, I, I think I was very intentional at uh, leading, participating uh, in every aspect of IT. I started out as a developer. Right, I, I started out as a, a C plus and a COBOL programmer at Anderson Consulting back in the early 90s. So I saw that, now I went to the Anderson Consulting, now Accenture School of, of, of IT. So I saw all aspects of IT, project management, business analysis, testing, you name it. And so I would encourage um, uh, folks that want to rise in, in IT to get experience in each aspect of IT, whether it be infrastructure, hardware, whether it be application, and then all aspects of application, support and development from, again, BA, project management, you name it, and then over into, you know, business intelligence and, uh, and reporting. I think, you know, when I, uh, there are four pillars that I talk about in IT. You commonly hear people, process, and technology. I actually insert one more letter in there, people, process, information, and technology, because information is really the, the key piece of IT. It's not about hardware. It's not about a computer. It's not about you know the software. It's about what you can get out of those pieces of technology, and that is information, right? It becomes actionable. It helps businesses grow. It helps businesses, uh, you know, change and morph. And so it's about information. But anyway, going back to your question, getting getting experience in all aspects of IT, being intentional, getting one two years of experience, and then building on that. At that point, you're ready to be a, a manager, a director, and if you'd like to be a CIO, then then you're well positioned. Awesome, yeah, no, you, you mentioned some, some really key um, pieces of information there for people listening. You, you harped on the fact of information, and I really like that because you see all these people talking about, I'll, I'll give you an example, talking about like cybersecurity, and then there's another one, info security, and people are confused, like, are they interchangeable, are they separate, are they, this is, are we talking about the same thing here or not? Yeah, you know, it's a great question. It's all about protecting information. I've been, I've been in healthcare a long time, and, and we're all about protecting patient information, right? It's all mm -hmm. the, the HIPAA compliance, uh, if, if you've heard of that. But if you're over on the financial side, you're all about protecting people's financial information. Uh, that's what it's all about, right? It's the information, and, and then what you can do with the informa information is, uh, is amazing, right? Now, it can, it can uh, tell lots of stories, um, but again, if you can get information in a position and put it in the, the right people's hands, um, you can do amazing things. Yeah, no, no doubt about that. Uh, so a couple of you guys have asked questions. Uh, awesome. Good to see uh, Rusty Kennington out there. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Hey, Rusty, how you doing, man? Chance, Francis, <laughs> Margaret. So um, Curry Nichols has a question. He says, hey, John, do you view cybersecurity uh, budget as a function of IT budget and as a and as a subset and how important is it to identify policy when protecting privileged credentials slash password hygiene that's it's a loaded question that I, is a loaded I, question I, I like it I like it <laughs> I'll start by first saying yes cybersecurity is very very important again as I just stated 
we're all about protecting information in whatever business you are again whether it's healthcare or finance or, or whatever so as a as a CIO that was a critical part of our budget right and 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 yes sometimes you have to convince senior leaders that uh, that they do need to invest more there sometimes you actually have to go through an event uh, a challenging event whether it be ransomware or some type of attack to prove that um, you can obviously use somebody else's example of that to uh, convince your uh, senior leaders to invest but but really really important to invest there now when I look at security I, I think of it in you know in really simple terms yes you've got to have policies and procedures right and you've got to know how to structure um, uh, the, 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 both uh, what the people that are using the technology, you know, the, the, the policies and procedures for those, as well as for the IT team, right? Policies and procedures, number one, you got to have those. Now, it's not about policies and procedures, right? Those will collect dust on the shelf if you let them. Um, but so then you've actually got to turn policies and procedures into actionable things. And, and so I call that the operations steps. And so then you got to look to the, the users, right? Because they have a responsibility too to protect information, right? So you got to take the policies and procedures guidelines, weave it into the day-to-day -day staff uh, steps, weave it also into the day-to-day -day IT steps, right? And then it becomes a living, breathing, you know, actionable thing. Actually, you get or you, you bring technology there too, but, but it's a mixture of, you know, things that we manually do as well as technology. And then you can build a wall around uh, your information. You know, it, 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 is it going to be perfect? No, right? There are going to be risks and there are going to be challenges. So the last piece is you got to know how to respond when issues do occur or when there are, um, you know, cyber incidents. Yeah, no, absolutely. Cybersecurity is all about being able to detect it, respond to it, and a lot of times it's about how long that thing's been in there, right? Absolutely. How long the thing's been staying yep. in there. The, the other piece I'll say is, right, so now some of the, the tools are becoming more proactive, right? So a lot of the tools are reactive, right? Something happens and, and you detect it, right? If you can figure out a way to be more proactive, we, we, there are a couple of tools that we were using in my previous organization where we would actually go and hunt um, the, uh, the, the infrastructure and hunt the, um, the environment for things that might be there. So, you know, if you can figure out how to, yes, be good at the reactive piece, but if you can flip it to proactive, then, then you can, you know, be more on the offensive versus just on the defensive. Oh, absolutely. And um, kind, of, kind of touching on a buzzword that people like to touch on, uh, AI, artificial intelligence. Like, <coughs> there's like, there's two main practical, like super practical use cases I see for AI that are already working now, and that is contact center, and then second is cybersecurity, for sure, without a doubt. What, what do you think about that? Hands down agree, right? I think, you know, AI is, you know, it, it, and for some it's mature, but it's still in its infancy. And, and I think one of the challenges is, is figuring out how to um, find real application in an organization. And you hit on a couple of areas. I'll, I'll touch on the cybersecurity. I think it's really, really important, right? If you can look for the trends and you can look for patterns and then automatically create actions, right, without having a human to, to sit there and, and watch it, absolutely can be tremendously valuable. Yeah, no, absolutely. The, the more you can, I hate to say it, but the more you can automate it, right? Because, mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're, you have limited budget, limited 
resources, the team you can hire, and everything else. So the more you can automate, um, the, the better. And, and there's, the tools are getting better, right? I think you know between uh, AI and then you know throw in RPA, right? So AI might detect the patterns and see what's going on and then cause a reaction that you can spin up an RPA bot that will do X, Y, and Z, right? You can do amazing things with it. No, yeah, absolutely. We're gonna we're gonna show a demo of your um, of tap awesome. Good. Uh, in in a moment here. Uh, we have a couple more questions. Uh, I love it, guys. Send us more questions. We, we love your questions. This is we want to make this super interactive. So, Julie, you thank you, Julie. I know you had a question on the post too, but your question is back to aha moment number two. Uh, the scenario of convincing convincing other groups of moving away from massive manual process. <laughs> that is that the same thing that I've seen in many places. How do you convince them to take on your solutions and processes? You know, uh, it, it's it's. We did it in aha moment number two. I do it now in, in, in our everyday um, sales discussions. I, I think having just a simple discussion of tell me about your manual efforts and spreadsheets or tell me about your biggest spreadsheet that you have, right? Your biggest and baddest spreadsheet, right? And, and what's funny is every person I've ever talked to with that statement and or question, they have an answer. Oh, you know what? Let me tell you about this spreadsheet that is, you know, 500 columns wide and it's a million. Well, what is that? What, why do you have that? Or what's the process? Well, we've got these 10 people trying. Ask those questions, right? Without coming to the table with a solution, right? That's what we do. We want to find out what the problems are. Now, it helps that we've got use cases, you know, historical use cases where we've solved similar things, mm -hmm. right? And so that's, but that's step two, right? The first step is tell me about your manual efforts and spreadsheets. Tell me how painful it is, how expensive it is. And then from there, um, because we've you know, built this, this tool set, and we're continually adding tool set. By the way, RPA is in our tool set, uh, and I'm talking to some folks. What is, what is, our, what is RPA? Uh, robotic process automation. Okay. Right? So it, uh, think of it as a, a robot in the technology world that can perform uh, steps you know, on a screen, on an app. Uh, that, so, uh, so, so different than a chatbot, though, or is it similar? It's different than a chatbot, but but is similar, mm -hmm. right? But again, it, it basically can repeat steps on a, a on an app or or a web page, and and it can use rules, but it can replace you know a manual effort and and perform that process over and over again. Um, <clears throat> but coming back to the so once you understand the mess, right? Then you reach into the toolbox again if you can show. Uh, the user, the organization, what you've done in the past with the tools to solve similar problems, it goes a long way. Awesome, awesome, yeah. Um, quick quick question for you from Mike Rosado. Thanks, Mike. Uh, is the app place compliant with GDPR? You know, it's a great question. We haven't gone that far, right? We, we haven't gone international, mm -hmm. right? We're, we're just in the, uh, the U.S. at the moment. So no need, no need, awesome. And then uh, Margaret, Margaret Boos, I uh, hope I said that your last name right. Um, what trade-offs or strategies do you use when building something that can be repurposed for additional clients, uh, parentheses higher ROI, versus getting lost in custom configurations or integrations, lower margin? Something like AI could really require a lot more, a lot, a lot of time to build and deploy, and obviously you want to be able to leverage that investment. Do you turn down things that are clearly one-offs? <laughs> a lot, a lot, a lot uh, in there, so I'll see if I can answer most of that question. 
So we do have that question a lot, right? When we go into um, organizations and we see a particular mess, right? We do look at um, our tool set. We look at tools that are out of the box. In fact, there have been some, some potential customers that we, we have a conversation with and they say, hey, we have this need. And we look and say, you know what? <clears throat> We don't want to rebuild that solution. There's a great solution already in the market. We recommend going with that. So we don't always just jump to our tool set. Um, but what we typically find is uh, when we find these messes, there aren't a lot of tools that, that are out of the box that solve these particular messes. And so that's where our, our tool set comes in. Our tool set is pre-built, pre-integrated. And so for a custom solution to solve a mess, we get down the path about 60-70%, right? Almost out of the box, and then we add another 30% configurations, integrations, that type of thing. Um, so it's not 100% custom, we just get down the path uh, further. Hopefully I answered her question. Yeah, no, I, I think you did, I think you did. We talked a lot about TAP. Um, in, in regards of everything else with your career um, and, and how you got here and, and where you plan to go from this point forward, can you maybe shed some more light, add some more context and um, find some more, some, I know you have tons of value in, in that head of yours there, like how can we unpack that a little bit and, and pour it out for everybody here? Yeah, the, you know, obviously I, I want to build TAP and, and, and it's less about the the, the tools themselves, it's really about bringing value to people and, and organizations. And you know, the, if you look at the tool set, we're not focused on any particular industry, right? We can touch lots of different industries. So which means we've got a, a broad range of people that we can uh, touch and affect here in Dallas-Fort Worth, across the country, uh, et cetera. Um, and, and so, you know, I, I think the other, another piece that I do want to add, at least here in the, the near term, is you know, to help them with some CIO, IT, strategic consulting as well, right? I, I, again, I don't think that I can be everything for everybody, but I, you know, as you noted, I have a lot of experience and a, a, a lot of things that I can share, and I'd love to, uh, to figure out ways to do that. Um, through TAP and, and through some other areas as well. Awesome, awesome. Um, any, um, to that note, is there any particular books, you read books at all? I do. Are there <laughs> any particular books that you've read along your journey getting here that you just continually reference and go back to? You know, the, there's one actually, I just uh, picked it off uh, uh, off Audible's um, The Success Principles, right? Mm -hmm. Somebody recommended it to me yesterday. Um, the, uh, so I'm looking forward to uh, reading that, uh, having the right mindset um, as I uh, lead and, and start my, uh, my, my company or at least start to take it to the next level. Uh, an, another one that I uh, read or listened to in Audible's uh, a few years ago is Extreme Ownership, um, which is an amazing uh, book. And, uh, and, and if you haven't read or listened to that one, do so, right? It's all about um, uh, really just, again, taking ownership and, and written by a couple of Navy SEALs and their experience. Uh, <clears throat> I'll do a little segue. There's, a, there's an acronym that I've created for my team that's related to ownership. And, uh, and the acronym is OTCC, Ownership, Thoroughness, Communication, and Closure. And I use that as values for my, my teams uh, here over the last 15 some odd years. Um, and just constantly thinking about those and, and how they apply to our day-to-day -day work, 
whatever it is that we do. Um, again, extreme ownership kind of made me think about that. Thought I would share that OTCC ownership, thoroughness, communication, and closure. Really key values for um, any team, but an IT team to be successful. So OTCC, can you, um, I think you added enough there, but can you break that down even a little bit further? <laughs> yep. like, like what context would you use that with your team? Yeah, so in, in IT, really work in two areas, in, in, in tickets, support, and, and projects, right? And, and to keep things really simple, I, I share that with my team. Hey, everything needs to be either in a ticket or a project. Ownership is, is making sure that um, whatever it is that someone has asked you to do, Right? It could be you walk down the hall and somebody asked you, to, you could get an email, whatever, you might think of something to quickly get that thought, idea, request, need, problem into a ticket or a project. And so owning that means that you're going to get it there quickly. <clears throat> Thoroughness uh, in IT, there's a, a big problem there that people will get so distracted with so many different things that they'll just do um, uh, an average. Uh, job on a lot of different things. Being thorough means you got to take the problem, um, you know, one step further, right? You need to be thorough. You need to think through the problem. Think about um, being in the other person's shoes. Communication is so critical um, in any industry, but in, in IT because we work with not only our teams, right? You got infrastructure, you got applications, you got this team. You got to be able to communicate across the teams. You got to communicate with the customer. You got to communicate with the vendor. So being, you know, good at communication and overly communicate is really really critical. And then the last piece is closure. Again, IT is. Um, known for not bringing closure, right? <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't get to that or yeah. you know, whatever. And so just reminding the team to say, hey, bring closure that make sure that ticket is really, really closed. Make sure that the that project that's been going on for two or three years, don't let it go on for two or three years. Close it, right? Close this phase, start another phase um, so that you bring value. Nice, <laughs> nice. Uh, I love that. My mind is still processing all of that. OTCC. OTCC. We're, we're gonna we're gonna chop. This will be like a nice little sixty second <laughs> reel that's gonna be blasted on LinkedIn over and over again. But I, I got one for you. Um, if you had to delete every single app, you have an iPhone or an Android? iPhone. iPhone. Of, of course, iPhone. Cybersecurity, right? Yes. Yeah. Of course. Yes. <laughs> so if you had to delete every single app on your phone except for these three, what three would they be? Uh, I'll throw tap in there, right? <laughs> Just got to go through a tap. Um, I'd say my number one app is uh, is Waze, right? I'm I'm a I'm a Waze fan. I use it every day. Helps me navigate traffic. Uh, lets me know where the uh, the, the policemen are, etc. So that's uh, that's at the top of my list. <clears throat> the other app that I use all the time is an app um, <laughs> for LSU football and sports. Um, it's called Dandy Don, mm -hmm. and so uh, it's a blog, and I, I go on that app uh, every single morning, um, literally every uh, uh, every day. And, and I'll say the third app is uh, it's not that exciting, but it's Outlook app, <laughs> and uh, it's got it's at one place to get all my email, um, you know, from Microsoft. Not exciting, but those are the ones that uh, that I use literally every single day. Nice, nice. Um, another silly question for you here. Uh, do you use emojis at all? I do. What, what would you say is the number one most used emoji on your phone right now? The one that's at the top left corner. 
thumbs up. The thumbs up? I use thumbs up all the time. In fact, if my, my kids are watching, my, my wife is watching, they'll, they would have chosen that one too. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, and so you're, you're, you're big in, uh, you know, 80s music, it seems like. I am, Final yes. Countdown. I am. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> You do some karaoke as well. I do karaoke, right? And I, I think I know what you're referring to. Back in uh, back in March, we did a um, uh, we called it the the DFW Karaoke Night with CIOs and uh, hashtag DKNC. <laughs> we had to make it social, right? And so that was back in March. We invited a group of CIOs, some vendors mm -hmm. to come together, and we actually raised money for STEM education through uh, an organization called Technology Ball. Great time, loved it. Um, and then so now we're going to do a DKNC 2.0 coming up here in a couple of weeks. Again, with some tap friends, with some uh, folks that uh, work, uh, work in my current organization and, and uh, some vendors. So super excited about that, right? We'll probably continue that, right? I love music, right? Brings people together. And then, uh, and I'll give a plug to my, um, my son's uh, 501c3. He, uh, it's called Harry's Computers. And uh, we are raising money to uh, help him gather computer parts and he repurposes those and gives those to charity. Nice, nice. I love that. You said something when you first came uh, and sat down, and it just kind of like exudes through your personality, which which I completely resonate with and vibe with. And just like you know, you're, we're in IT here, and IT is like this, you know, stereotypical <laughs> like oh the dreaded IT department, right? But you're making it fun, and there's no reason why we can't have fun with it. And, and absolutely, like, you got you got to make it fun, and enjoyable, even with my teams, right? It's it's a it's about culture. It's about fun. Yes, we need to work hard and we need to get results and, and deliver value for our organizations, whoever we work for. But why not enjoy it uh, along the way, right? With mm -hmm. music, with skits, with you know, different things and, uh, and, and people actually become more productive uh, when, uh, when you throw that element to the mix. Nice, so uh, Journey or the Beatles? Journey. Journey. Steve Perry, yes. Nice, nice, <laughs> nice. All right, all right, guys. So we're we're coming to the conclusion of the show here. Appreciate you guys for uh, for being with us this whole time. Fifty-seven viewers right now. Thank you so much for uh, giving us your attention this morning. I, I want to especially uh, thank everyone that's, an that's asked questions. Uh, Margaret, Julie, uh, Curry. Thank you guys so much, uh, and Mike Rosado. Uh, any further questions, this is the last chance. We will definitely um, stay on here if we have more, um, more feedback. I'm going to refresh here because sometimes this does, not, this does not work, the comments. But anything else while we're closing up here, John, anything else that, you, uh, that we forgot to say that you wanted to mention? You know, good question. I, I think, uh, you know, there's a couple of examples. I didn't necessarily go through those. Um, but, uh, you know, w one in particular... Um, there's a medical billing company that, um, that again, just had a mess, right? It had a SharePoint, Excel, Word app that uh, wasn't that, uh, it just wasn't that productive. And so we've simply replaced that with, uh, with the tap toolbox. Um, there's a, a financial advisor company that was tracking tasks, all of their tasks in spreadsheets. Um, we replaced those. Um, again, just example after example after example. Um, we're just out there again to find the, the biggest and baddest spreadsheets, right? I, I think I put in there, um, if, 
if you need an upgrade to your computer with a solid state drive or more RAM so that you can open your Excel spreadsheets, give us a call. Nice, <laughs> nice. Guys, I love that. Um, and so the best way that you can contact John and contact uh, TAP, first of all, John's LinkedIn handle is right here on the screen. John on IT, I love it. it, it's different than a name. Absolutely. Right? Um, uh, I, I can relate with you there. Mine is Catch Kyle, so it's just different than just a yep. just a name. Um, plus, there's too many Kyle Burts, and maybe, <laughs> maybe there's too many Johns, right? Absolutely, yep. got to be different. I, I get it. I get Stand it. Out. So that's how you can connect with John on LinkedIn here, uh, and then also to connect with with Tap, put together this. Let me move this here. Put together this for us. Actually, that was fine there. So this is the best way to contact Tap. Uh, you said uh, the number one place is just go to our website? Go to our website, www.tapinnov.com. You'll find all the information. You'll find our social uh, sites out there. You'll get lots of use cases, lots of solutions. Great place to go. Cool. Well, um, wrapping up, I got, I got two more questions for you. What is, what is the best piece of advice you've ever received from a mentor or anyone, really? You know, I'll, I'll tell a quick little story on this because <clears throat> I was uh, in a position in 2004. Uh, I was an IT director, had an opportunity but to become their CIO. I didn't get the job. It made me you know, mad as heck. Um, they brought in a CIO instead who had a lot more experience. Um, I really wanted to leave and I actually searched for another position but I didn't get one. Um, but the best thing that happened to me was that I stayed there for two years and I learned from that particular CIO. Uh, his name is Jeff. He and I are still friends. Uh, he's a great mentor, right? He just coached me um, on uh, you know, how to be a CIO. And it wasn't any one thing or any one particular piece of advice, um, but it was a great learning experience to be humbled right and and to be frustrated that gosh I really wanted that position I knew I could do it but I needed to be patient um, and then listen and be mentored uh, by him yeah pa patience is uh, patience is very absolutely critical. yeah uh, often often if you feel like you're failing you're just typically you're just early yes you're just early in yes. the process that's all it is you just got to be patient and just trust in it and, and keep living that truth absolutely yep absolutely well John um, Really, 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 really appreciate having you on. Um, I, I don't think we have any more questions, and we're perfect. We came right down to the bottom of the hour here to awesome. 11. So um, with that, I mean, last chance. A any final words? Any final <laughs> words? No, go, go out there and have a good time. I think, uh, you know, IT is, uh, is challenging. It mo it's a fast-paced world, but, um, you know, go out there and enjoy it. Learn all you can. You know, talk to advisors, get a lot of, uh, get a lot of input. But um, thank you uh, again, Kyle, for, uh, for inviting me here today. Thank you, everyone who joined us today. Enjoyed talking with you.